This is Lisa Van Dam, founder of Van Dam Academy, a K-8 school in California, and the Read With Me app, a program meant to help people connect emotionally with the classics. I call this story, How to Get Kids to Love Literature, Force Them. For teens accustomed to communicating in text fragments and to finding entertainment in 15-second TikTok videos, reading a book, any book, is becoming an ever more formidable endeavor. So imagine what might happen if you handed them one that started like this. Quote, For several days in succession, fragments of a defeated army had passed through the town. They were mere disorganized bands, not disciplined forces. The men wore long, dirty beards and tattered uniforms. They advanced in listless fashion, without a flag, without a leader. All seemed exhausted, worn out, incapable of thought or resolve, marching onward merely by force of habit, and dropping to the ground with fatigue the moment they halted. One saw in particular many enlisted men, peaceful citizens, men who lived quietly on their income, bending beneath the weight of their rifles, and little active volunteers, easily frightened but full of enthusiasm, as eager to attack as they were ready to take flight— and amid these, a sprinkling of red-breeched soldiers, the pitiful remnant of a division cut down in a great battle. Somber artillerymen, side by side with nondescript foot soldiers, and here and there, the gleaming helmet of a heavy-footed dragoon, who had difficulty in keeping up with the quicker pace of the soldiers of the line." In a time when teachers think we must tempt students with books that are relevant, or that tap into values they hold, This would probably feel for most kids like it had come from another planet. It is the opening paragraph of the 19th century short story, Boule de Suif, by Gita Maupassant. Consider what a teen would have to overcome to read it. For starters, the author's name is unpronounceable, and the title is in French. The setting, the Franco-Prussian War, and subject matter, some nobles, nuns, and a prostitute fleeing occupied Rouen, are about as far as they could be from something familiar. If students were to make it past the first sentence, they'd then have to sustain the motivation to get through the daunting vocabulary, paragraph after paragraph of dialogue-free description, and doozies of a line like the last one, exactly 100 words long. After 25 years of teaching, I can confidently predict that left to their own devices, most of them would put it down. And I can also boastfully claim that when I teach this story to my students, they are engrossed, eager, fascinated, provoked to fits of outrage, stirred to poignant compassion, and prompted to really think. It is a story that stays with them forever. When someone asked me recently how I get my students to read stories like this, I answered cheekily, I force them. But, of course, fascination, compassion, outrage, and thought can't be forced. So let me give at least a glimpse of how it really happens. First, I know how damn good a story it is. I regard this as one of the greatest works in all of world literature, a tragically overlooked and undervalued gem. It is a gut-punching portrait of moral hypocrisy, with an unforgettable plot and a powerfully rendered theme. For me personally, at this point, 
the form of the story feels like second nature. I'm not intimidated by the French names, the archaic language, the subtle nuances, the unfamiliar subjects, or the profundity of meaning. I've mastered this story. I know it in my soul. And I know how my student souls will be expanded by it. Second, I can be their guide. Because I've explored this story so deeply and mined its value myself, I know how to take my students by the hand, lead them through the obscurity, help them find the points of light, and ultimately guide them to a clarity of understanding. Reading great literature is not some passive and undemanding pleasure. It does take work, and reaping the reward is a process that must be learned. Repeated exposure and good guidance will help them build their reading muscles, but I can't hand them some literary heavyweight and expect them to carry it all themselves. And like so many things in life, the rewards are commensurate with the effort. Third, I place no premium on choice. This is the element of truth in my facetious claim to forcing them. I don't think my students have to select the story themselves or be intrigued by the book in advance for it to be impactful. On the contrary, I'm quite certain that they will at first be pretty turned off by it, and I always frankly tell them so. But I know it's good, and I know how they will feel about it once they see it through. So I don't just give it a sales pitch, set it on the shelf, and hope they will choose to crack its cover. I say, this is what we're reading next and I ask them for their trust. And fourth, their trust has been earned. I have scoured the earth for works of literature I am certain are worth my students' time. The stories must be compelling, the characters well-drawn, the ideas worthy of discussion, and I have to know they will hit the mark in my students' psyches, which, for the record, is something vastly different than being relevant. The works I choose must have the power to enthrall my students' imaginations and to stimulate their moral sensibilities. Whether or not a story will succeed at that is something I've learned by developing my own discretion and by sheer trial and error. I've narrowed in on a nearly infallible list, and when I tell my students a book is worth their while, they trust me. Much more can be said, and will be said, about my method but that's at least a start. Students' foreshortened attention spans and the competition for their focus has made many educators resign themselves to the uninspired goal of getting kids to read. To read anything. Too few have taken up the torch to guide them to a love of great literature. But it can be done. Even in a world buzzing and flashing and drawing them in with video games, social media, clickbait headlines, and YouTube algorithms, it can be done. I know because it was today that my current 8th grade class and I finished Bull de Suif. And when we did, my students put down their books and applauded. Really, they applauded. Then a whole host of hands shot in the air, and they spent the rest of the class animatedly talking about their reactions. There's a whole world of works out there that even today's teens, with the constant assault on their senses, would find soul-stirring. But we can't abandon them in the wild, wait, and hope they find their way. We need 
maybe not to force them, but to guide them.